Hi, I'm Patricia Marshall Harris, the host of Dishing with Patricia. May is designated as Mental Health Awareness Month. I've decided to focus on the growing crises called mental health. Welcome back to Dishing with Patricia. My special guest today is Dr. Clarissa Ferguson Thomas. Clarissa, thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm no, I'm excited. You know the People that are in the mental health community, I, I didn't know any of these people. I called them on the phone. They said yes. I called her on the phone. We texted about four or five times. It was even late some evenings. Yes. And she still communicated with me. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how happy I am to meet you. But the things that you are doing, it's important. Tell me what you do, so my, tell my audience what you do, and what's your passion, and give us a little history on your journey as to why you're on this path, and then we can go into, dub into other things later, but I want them to know how special you are. Oh, thank you. So I am a licensed psychologist. Yep. I'm also a licensed clinical social worker, and currently I do therapy for families and individuals and couples, and I also do psychological evaluations for a private practice. And all of our evaluations are for the Division of Child Protection. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, we're often the ones seeing parents who are in distress or families who are in distress and need help. You know, so we evaluate children, we evaluate um, adults, parents, foster parents, grandparents just to make sure that the family has everything that they need to be successful. Wow. We're in trouble, aren't we? Yes, we are. We are. It's so much going on. So the, much. the things that are going on, are they new? No. Or it's just now it's something different? It's not new. It's not new. It's showing up differently, but it's not, it's not new at all. These are problems that have been around forever. A lot of these problems are things that we could keep from happening, I'll say. Okay. You know, if families have what they need up front as opposed to when something happens. So is it the, some of the basic things that are lacking that causes a trickle-down effect that leads into this, yes. leads into that? Yes. Okay. That, so can we change that system? Of course. Of course. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of times it starts with education. Okay. And that's what my journey has been. You know, educating people on mental illness, educating people on relationships, educating people, you know, just the basic stuff, like how to communicate with each other so that we are successful as families, as communities. You know, a lot of times we just don't have the basic skills. Wow. Is it, is it younger people that are doing this? You know, like a younger couple, a younger family, or is that just, that's no age limit on it. That There's no age limit. There's no age limit on it. So they're bringing their trauma and the things to happen in their lives into the lives of their children, mm -hmm. into the lives of their family, into their relationships. And into their communities. Into their communities. Mm -hmm. Yes. How can we prevent some of this? Well, to start, I think that, you know, one of the things that I'm doing is you know, educating people at a basic level. So this, you know, one of the books I wrote, Mommy Gets Her Smile Back, is right. for small children. You know, these are for kids who are first grade and above, and it's a book about depression. So it helps to start the conversation where, 
you know, if a mom or even a dad is suffering from depression, the family can talk about it. Like, what's going on with mommy? Because what's going on with mommy is affecting the child. So, you know, as I said earlier, my journey is educating people. Okay. And I've been, you know, on that path for a very long time. I've been in the mental health field since 1995. Okay. You know, when I got my first degree, I started doing therapy once I got licensed. And, you know, over time, as I was doing therapy, I realized that it's, you know, the, the system yes. that is broken. So, you know, I started working for the Department of Mental Health because I wanted to change the mental health system. Correct. So I spent 13 years there, you know, doing things like policy and planning for the mental health agencies in the city of Philadelphia. That's good. And I ended my career there managing the trauma transformation unit. And what their responsibility was, was to make sure that all the mental health agencies in the city of Philadelphia is trauma-informed. Because trauma is one of the reasons that our system or people, families are in trouble. Can we put something in place, um, as we said, just trauma in the family and what is going on in dynamics, specifically about the city of Philadelphia and just other police departments, why it's important to have a mental health or behavioral health person on site with some of these things that are going on? Are they interested in changing their policy on things of that? Well, we were doing, when I left the city of Philadelphia, they were actually in the process of, uh, implementing a program where they were educating the police officers on mental illness and what it may look like when you encounter someone who's experiencing a, a you know a mental health breakdown or a diagnosis that could cause them to look violent and they're not and really. they're not they're they're maybe experiencing something that you know could be diffused if you have the right tools right what I have learned that if it doesn't make sense something is usually wrong. So mm -hmm. step back for a minute and say, okay, this something, there's something, some missing pieces, something yes. just is not right if yes. the families are there. I'm concerned about our children mm. because of what is going on with the shootings, um, single families. How are we in this system and you as a professional, are you seeing that our children are in trouble? Yes, yes. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the ACEs study. It was a study that they did about um, adverse childhood experiences. And these are experiences that we have normalized. You know, things like an incarcerated family member. Mm. Things like seeing or experiencing physical abuse. And what they found in the study is that the more ACEs you have, it is more likely that you will have an adverse effect as a child and also as an adult. They found that these things affect you, you know, as far as your physical health as well. So, you know, one of the things I do when I'm doing uh, evaluations and doing therapy is look at those. Yes. And, and you know, see what is happening. Because the other thing is a lot of times black and brown people are getting the more severe diagnoses because they aren't looking at trauma. They're not looking at the experiences that people are having in their homes. 
So they may give them a really serious diagnosis that has a poor prognosis. For instance? For, uh, for schizophrenia or a major mood disorder as opposed to an adjustment disorder because it's something going on in the household. Okay. So do they have a, a whole lot of ACEs that is contributing to what's going on with them now? Right. So, and I think that when you do that, you approach the problem differently. Yes, yes, I agree with you on that. Yes. yes. In the school system, wouldn't that help if those type of evaluations, instead of that child um, saying she, they need to be in special ed mm -hmm. or they need to be in the slow class or mm -hmm. something like that. Possibly the children, child may not be hearing well yes. or need glasses yes. and you did not get any type of an assessment. Yes, yes. And I've worked for an agency some years ago where we did evaluations in the schools and we did therapy in the schools. So, you know, there are people out there trying to do these things. A lot of times you can't get funding for it. So if you can't pay people, Right. Who's going to do it? Right. When are we going to learn that our children is our future? Why are we not investing in our children? I don't know the answer to that, but it is, it, it's, a, it's a great question. Because if we had a handle on how to make sure that our children are healthy and happy, right. we wouldn't have all this stuff going on. You know, if we had young people who could communicate well, Yes. who knew conflict resolution, who felt good about themselves, they wouldn't be doing the kind of stuff that's going on out there. That just breaks my heart. It is sad. Yes, I would imagine it is very sad. But beyond that, so we've addressed the issue with the children. How does what's going on with your child affect the family unit? Because the child is some necessarily can be getting some things that it's external that the family doesn't necessarily know about, but then because of that trauma that the child had, then it's back into the family. So how do you gather that to bring them back as a healthy family? How, how do you do that? Through family therapy. You know, sometimes people, you know, therapists may try to isolate the child yes. and just treat the child, but you have to treat the whole unit. You right. have to. You know, because whatever your skills or things that you're teaching the child, if there's nobody to reinforce it, how's it going to stick? Right. You know, so you have to give the same education to the rest of the family. And sometimes that's difficult because sometimes families say, oh, it's not us. That's him or her. We don't need to talk to the therapist. I've seen this. <laughs> well, why, why, do, why does she want to talk to me? You know, so it's, it's a lot about education, too. Yes. Educating the family to know that we, in order for the family to work as a successful unit, we all need to figure out what's going on with us. Right. That is, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's really crazy. As a, I mean, as a parent, you would assume that you want to be involved in whatever is going on with your child, but you yourself can be suffering from trauma yes. that is stopping you from seeing what is going on with your child because you are hurting yourself. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes, a lot of times parents may not even understand, like you're saying, what's going on inside of them. And they can't even give the time and attention to what's going on to their kid. And what about couples? 
<laughs> that's, that's my passion, <laughs> working with couples, teaching couples how to communicate, teaching couples how to interact in a healthy way. Um, it can, it can be challenging. It yeah. can be challenging because no one thinks they have a problem. You know, it's not my problem. It's her problem. Right. It's right. not my problem. It's his problem. Yes. Yes. Um, I think sometimes, um, you know, once we get married or you're in a long-term relationship, that we you tend to think of yourself as one, mm -hmm. but you're still individuals, and you need to address things individually yes. and to come back together as yes. a couple. So how do when do you know that you should be in couple therapy? <laughs> when you realize that there's more bad than good going on. Okay. Yes. When you, when you notice that you can't have a conversation with your partner without it going left. Okay. Or going to a bad place. Right. You know, when you feel like, or when you start to realize that you value being somewhere else. Mm. than being more so than being with your partner then it's time to talk to someone wow yeah do you think that they should seek um counseling individually and then try to come back together sometimes sometimes all you need is couples therapy but sometimes you do need individual as well depending on what's going on with you right because if you're having difficulty communicating because you're experiencing something internally then yeah you need to work that out because if you don't work that out, you're never going to be able to successfully communicate with your partner. So we know that it's called mental health. Yes. What about behavioral health? I know you, you did some things about behavioral health before, and it's our way. What is behavioral health recovery? So yes. tell us about this, because, you know, Tell me the difference between behavioral health and mental health. Is one, is everything mental, then behavioral is just one category, or is it? It's the other way around. Okay. Behavioral is the overarching umbrella. Well, why do they say mental health so easily? Is it because it's, it's easier to say? No, I think that the, 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 I can't remember the exact date. And actually, I have an article in one of these, in my first an article in this first um, issue of Our Way magazine. Can we about still get these? It? Even no, unfortunately, I'm not publishing Our Way. I I published it for a couple of years. It was very difficult. It was very difficult. Well, can you do something like you know how they have those science things that you still it's archives and you pay for it and something like that? Yes. Okay. And I'm gonna actually. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to actually do is make this an online magazine. Okay, that's, yes, okay. Yes, so because I know that the education is still needed. Okay, so that's, so, what, that's what you're going to do. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. that she's going to do this on the magazine. <laughs> so tell me, why is it that say people say mental health? <laughs> Behavioral health is the umbrella. So terms have just ev been evolving and changing over time. So behavioral, you know, this is just for, as a layman person, I thought behavioral was like addiction or something that you're doing that's behavioral. Okay, I know what you're saying. That's what I, what I thought saying. it and was. And that's how most people look at it. Okay. When you say behavioral health as opposed to people thinking of it as the overarching um, name for anything under that category, people are thinking that it has to do with just behaviors. Right. So if you have mental health, if you have uh, a behavioral problem. Right. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I got it. But no, behavioral health is 
the overarching term that they're using now. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good, I mean, that's good to know because, I, I mean, really, I've been confused. I said, I thought it was the other way around. Um, but it's good to know that the umbrella is under behavioral health. Yes. So how do we get that message out that people understand that this is a problem too? Because it's not isolated. Mm -mm. No. People like you. <laughs> Thank you. People like you who are not in the mental health field no. who have other audiences. You know, because the people in the mental health field, is they have to know this. This is their business to know. Right. So in order for other people to know, we have to get the word out in other arenas. Why is it so difficult? We know that COVID brought on a lot of different things because we were isolated. We weren't able to socialize. We didn't see our families. The paranoia of getting COVID. Why are we having such a difficult problem with getting that message out that we need help and we just, we need help. It's, I don't know. I don't know why it is so difficult. You know, I know in the black and brown communities, stigma, you know, keeps us from talking about it. So the numbers don't look right, you know, because more people are experiencing difficulties than actually report difficulties. So, you know, stigma is a problem, but the more we talk about it in a normal way, just like if you had a broken leg, yes, yes. then people are more likely to talk about it and share their stories. One thing that I am so happy about is that, you know, I'm seeing a lot more black and brown men come to therapy. And that wasn't a, a thing. Right. You know? They were embarrassed. Yes, they were embarrassed or, they, I'm a man, suck it up. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Just suck it up. Right. You'll get over it. You know, man up. You know, the more we talk about it and normalize it, the easier it'll be for people to come. What do you suggest that the layman person can do just in the time of the day, just to be aware that things are going on? How can we spread this word out that it's okay it's okay to be not to be okay. What it is, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's okay not to be okay, and mm -hmm. you don't have to be embarrassed by it. Checking in with ourselves, you know, talking to our family members because everything happens, you know, on the the, the life to life connection. Right. You know, so talking to your family members, talking to your kids, and letting them know that it's okay. Talking to you know your neighbors. Right. You know, just you know, word word. You know, life to life, word, word of mouth, person to person. You know, and if you have a pl another kind of platform, talking about it there. Please share with my audience something you think that is important that they need to know that may be a game changer in their life or someone that they love. Hmm. I would say if you at any time, any moment, feel like you are not yourself, then do a check-in, give a call to a therapist, you know, connect with someone who has the knowledge and the education that can tell you, or at least guide you, you know, on, on a path to, we call it recovery, behavioral health recovery. Right. Um, on a path to recovery. 
so that you are sure that you are interacting properly with your family members, your children, your friends, and you know, you can be a light for other people. You know, I'm a big, big advocate on people starting internally. Okay. You know, that's to their own starts. self be true. Yes. Recognize some things are going on with yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Because if you cannot do that, how can you help someone else? You know, I tell people, you know, my clients all the time, it's the same thing as they tell you, they, they tell you on the plane. You know, put your own mask on first. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to do that. You have to do that first. And then you can help someone else, you know? So it, it all starts with you. It starts with you. Yes. So your books, where can we buy these? Okay. So it is what it is. It's on Amazon, mm -hmm. and you can get it as a digital copy. For Mommy Gets Her Smile Back, that's a new book. It is a children's book. It is on just about every major book outlet. Okay. You can just Google the book. I will um, promote that. So... You're going to put this on a, a, yes. a digital magazine, yes. right? Yes, yes, So that's another thing that we're going to hear about in the future, correct? Yes, yes. So I thought that Our Way magazine was so important at the time, but as I was saying earlier, you know, it's difficult to publish a magazine. Right. On a regular basis. Of course. By yourself. It costs money. <laughs> it costs money. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know, I, I, I'm looking into how to do this as a digital version because the information is important. Well, if someone's listening, maybe she, you can help her get a grant or you can underwrite this because mental health is important so listen out about that one of the things about dishing with Patricia our belief is that food is our medicine so um, I made a drink today this is a strawberry lemonade we know that you should have incorporate fresh fruits and vegetables in your in into your daily diet mm -hmm. exercise mm -hmm. but also if we don't fuel ourselves, that is affecting how you live your daily life. Yes. And I that's totally affecting agree. our children. It's affecting the homelessness. Yes. All of these things that food is essential. We should take care of our brothers. I did hear my one of my crew members say that, um, repeat, I have, I have always said we are our brother's keeper. Yes. We yes. are here. I am, have a strong belief that we are here to serve. That is part of our mission, is to serve. And what better way than to serve than to help your fellow man when you recognize there is a need. Clarissa, I wanna thank you for coming on, and this won't be the last time that you hear from her. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. It's important, I'm so happy to meet you, and I'm in, this is good work. Thank Please you. don't let all of these things discourage you because somebody's gonna watch this, and hopefully they're gonna say, we need to, pay for this to be on digital. I hope so. I hope so but too. Thank you so, so much no, for having me. No, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So until next time, bye.